When you hear the phrase Beats by Dre, you probably think of the headphone lines sold by Beats Electronics, a company founded by Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine in 2006 and sold to Apple in 2014. Dre's headphones, marketed as high-end audio listening devices, once dominated the market in the early 2010s. In 2011, Beats held 64% of the market share in the U.S. for headphones priced higher than $100. Even today, the brand is still strongly marketed and generally well-regarded, despite criticism regarding the actual audio quality of the product. Yes, the phrase Beats by Dre may be synonymous with headphones, but in the 1990s, buying Beats by Dre meant something else. In 1996, American R&B group Blackstreet released their second studio album, Another Level. The album saw huge commercial success, hitting number three on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, and a single from the album held the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 for four consecutive weeks and won the group a Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance by a duo or group with vocals in 1998. That single faced several hurdles in the production process, starting with the beat, which was of course produced by Dr. Dre. At the time, Dre was working for Death Row Records, run by Suge Knight, who wanted this specific beat to go to Tupac for his Death Row debut album, All Eyes on Me. Before that happened, Dre left the label amidst a contract dispute and took his beat with him, selling it to Teddy Riley, founding member of Blackstreet. Riley first took the song to his previous group, Guy, which briefly reunited in 1996 after having broken up in 1991. Aaron Hall, lead singer for Guy, refused to do the track, so Riley took it to Blackstreet, who also hated the track, but did it anyway. Quote, None of the guys liked this single. None of them. They would even say it. That's why I'm singing the first verse. You know how they say they pushed the little one out there to see if it tastes good and see if he would get egged? Well, they pushed me out there, and it became a hit. And now they wish they were singing the first verse so that they can have the notoriety like me, said Riley. Even after recording the track, record label Interscope didn't want to release it until Jimmy Iovine received calls from Riley's friend, Heavy D, and Dr. Dre himself. Dre also expressed a desire to be in the music video, which Riley allowed on the condition that Dre had to rap on the track. With a former Death Row rapper in tow, another feature verse from Brooklyn's Queen Pen, and a title line ripped from a Blackstreet collaboration with LL Cool J, Riley managed to piece together the biggest track of his career. That's right, we're talking No Diggity by Blackstreet on Cover Me. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one has game by the pound. I'm your host as always, The Snake, joined by my mellow-accented co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. Kind of too mellow flowed together. Alex Mellowberger. Yeah. Coming to you not live, recorded from my room. Hey. The studio, as we call it. The studio. Alex Chillenberger. You ever gotten that one? Not yet. Well, it's a new day. Right now? Alex, yeah. Entrepreneur Summer's just about done. Yeah, we're getting near the end. It always lasts a little longer than I expect it to. <laughs> it does. And we I think both this year and last year, we've had a five-week month to release songs in, where we've had five release days in one month. Yeah. So it goes even longer than what you think. But hey, we're doing it. Entrepreneur Summer. I got, I'm got. i going to call it for real this time, though. This is the last one. <laughs> but who knows? We, 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 we could do anything we want. That's true. We can we break can, the rules. Can stop it's not us. even can a you rule. Imagine 
if like we <laughs> we get picked up by like a podcast network like we love entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial summer. summer it's like fuck you gotta do it every year people want entrepreneurial people summer want this well people you've got it for at least two more weeks uh this week we're talking about businessman featuring on a track this is a bit of a cheat because he's not really a member of black street but we're talking about True, dr but Dre. he's on the track He's on the track in in multiple ways, both as a feature and as a uh, as the, the beat producer, co-producer. Um, Alex, you a big Beats by Dre fan? Like the like the headphones? Sure. Let's start with the headphones and move uh, back in time to the, yeah. <laughs> the things he's produced. Um, I mean, the answer is the same to both. Is I have no experience with it. Really, I don't really know any Dr. Dre anything. Right. And I have never used the headphones. Are they good? I've heard they're very bassy. Possibly, depending on who you ask, too bassy. Too bassy. So that is the big uh, criticism I sort of referenced in the intro is that they basically all these headphones do is up the bass and up the like treble. It's basically your smile form of like audio balancing. Right, which is like, I do that too, so. Yeah. But I'm not so a professional. Is that a bad thing? I honestly don't know. I think it is given kind of the way they're marketed because it's like oh this is how dr dre likes his music to be and so where that gets confusing is that dr dre you know when he's mixing a track like when he's actually doing production work is that what we're talking about or were we talking about for recreational purposes and so one of the presidents of beats in like 2014 was like this is for audio like recreational enjoyment not for reference i think as the term uses not like for audio reference right. so they're not meant to be studio headphones but the price on these things is so jacked up that they're in the studio headphone range like ah. so yeah so people will say you can get a pair that does the same thing arguably better and for a lot less than what beats is selling for right it's the brand and i think apple owns it now that is correct. Yeah, in 2014, it was sold to Apple. Yeah, and uh, I do remember there was some controversy uh, where they were like putting just like weights in them to make them just feel heftier. Mm, to um, give it that studio headphone. Yeah, thing. exactly. And uh, which is weird. That's weird. Are the so are they not doing that, that anymore? Sense. Actually, uh, I, was, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I and like here. apparently that happens like with like technology like. Te- various technology devices. That's not a great, you know, like electronics. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Well, it almost stems from the old instant cake mixes, right? Like you tell like, yeah, people to put in an egg, so put it in an egg, more just so they feel, like, yeah, feels legit. It's that same like design concept, yeah, but yeah applied to tech, like, which oh, is often it feels heavy and and like they put a lot into it. Literally, mm-hmm. even looking at vinyl, which might actually have more uh, practical functions in that it makes it a little more durable, maybe, but. New vinyl versus the shit they were producing in, like, you know, when vinyl was actually in vogue. Yeah, is it the, like, 180-gram vinyl? I don't even remember what the... Yeah, I don't know the exact measurements, but, like, but you grab an old vinyl. it'll say on the thing vinyl, sometimes. Like, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. this is 180-gram vinyl because it's, like, heavier. Yeah. Yeah, it's 180. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, faking weight, I guess, makes sense to me. And picking up these, these are beats, like, three or something on fucking Oak. Right? I got them a couple years back. <laughs> Solo three or solo cubed, depending on how you want to read that. Ah. They are. Uh, they do feel like they got a little weight in the in the the earphones in the cans, as we call them in the business. <laughs> I don't now. I don't know if that's just legit or if that is uh, to play with my brain and be like, these are high quality. Yeah. 
But, like, I'm sure they're fine. Like, I'm not super picky about headphones for casual listening anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, like, I'll if I'm, like, for this, I'm like, I gotta pick out all the parts of the music. Then, like, yeah, you kind of need better headphones because you gotta hear it all. But yeah. if, like, I'm just going for walks, like, yeah, I'll put in my, like, like, Raycons or whatever, which is another one that's not really known for being, like, top quality right. sound. But, like, they're fine. Exactly, right? There yeah. is that, yeah, there is that line, like, listening to stuff for here, the benefit of getting studio headphones. I've had this pair since 2019. Mm-hmm. And just the, like, the first time listening to it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, the, the amount of little details you can pick up is incredible. Yeah. But yeah, for just, like, listening, just to have a good time, like, as long as I can hear the melody and I can say no diggity, like, I've got it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, especially if it's stuff you already know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it's something new, it can be a little bit tougher. Um, Alex, I'm going to go ahead out on a limb here and say you don't fucking know any Blackstreet. <laughs> No. Besides yeah. maybe this. No. Do you, is there other, like, Blackstreet that is hits? Is hits? Not really. Not to my understanding. They were moderately successful, like, but of course, various this versions is their of No hit. Diggity I see on their top 10 in Spotify. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this was a popular album, I think, really led by the success of No Diggity, but. Mm-hmm. Like, there is one, two, three, four, five, six versions of No Diggity in the top 10 on Spotify. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I like, and this song I know in the sense that it played on the radio and probably is, it still does, but I never really fully registered it. No, I definitely didn't because I didn't really know the song for this week. Yeah. But what did you think about it listening to it this week, Alex? Um, I did like it, you know? Yeah. It's got, what did I like about it? How do I describe it? <laughs> I've got a good quote here that might help you. This is Tom Ewing of Freaky Trigger. He says the song is, quote, First of all, capitalism in its slinkiest form, in every sense classy, a hymn to money, sex, upward mobility, no diggity triumphs over every other swing beat anthem because it walks so much like it talks it. Does that help? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's kind because of, it's got like the... Um... I guess, you know, the beat, obviously, that's the, the Dre part. Um, yeah. But it's, and it's also, um, I don't listen to a lot of R&B, but they're more like R&B singers as opposed to, like, rapping. Not that it's yeah. just like rapping, but it's got that, too, so there's a few different elements. Well, this um, is a very specific genre that Teddy Riley is one of the, like, progenitors of, and right. that's New Jack Swing. Right, which is, a, a, like, a, a genre name that I've, like, heard, and I'm like, I gotta check it out sometimes. It sounds very yeah. interesting. And yeah, it sounds very cool. Name. And just have, like, never gotten around to it mm-hmm. um, so it's de- but yeah it's definitely a f- cool sound yeah absolutely a fusion of hip-hop dance pop r&b and so this is uh that with r&b largely as the base mm-hmm. yeah it is a very cool song it sounds as cool as it is you get some exciting features on here in the form of dr dre i don't really know queen pen all that much no i hadn't uh, hadn't heard of her i mean and the the bill withers sample Yes, Grandma's Hands. Mm-hmm. What a killer track. Always cool. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't know much Bill Withers either, but like, it's cool the way they use the sample too, and we'll talk about it more later, but like, yeah, speeding it, it up is... really changes what it sounds like. Yeah, because I, I listened to the original, and like, it's the sample is pretty much just pulled right away. Yeah. And is almost plain as day, yeah, but just sped up, changes it like, just the right amount. It's very cool. It's a very cool song. Um, Alex, 
Let's get into these lyrics, though. Yeah, there's a lot of them. You know how it goes with hip-hop-influenced things. There's a lot of just words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the intro. He says, yeah, you know what? I like the playettes. No diggity, no doubt. Uh, play on, playette. Play on, playette. Yo, Dre, drop the drop verse. Drop the verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess we got a few things to talk about in this intro that are mm-hmm. going to be important. Playettes. What's a playette? Well, I mean... I mean, we talk like about play, play. players. It's like a, <laughs> yes. a small a play, but smaller. Um, but but ladies, but this, yeah, the players, female version of a of a player. Well, I'd never heard of that before. Is that I don't think a common term. Is it? Yeah, I wonder if I this is one of those ones that else. just didn't make it right. Like it was maybe popular for a little bit. We're like, mm-hmm. well, you're a player in that you, I guess. The uh, uh, definition, and I've only had, you know, an idea of what it meant without reading the definition, but I had to look it up just to be sure. For sure, yeah. Uh, a person who is uh, good at entering in relationships with other people, but not is not exclusive, basically. Right. They play you. Yeah. And to, to quote Fleetwood Mac, players only love you when they're playing. Players only love you when they're playing. Yeah. It's a, a term that has history. Yeah. And so, yeah, they try to just, like, flip it. They try to gender it here, and I, like... Yeah. But honestly, it, listening to the song, you can hardly tell they're saying play it. Like, they could be saying, like, play... Uh, play it. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. I didn't even pick up the at. It's, yeah. It's I really kind of, didn't... It didn't come through to me either. I agree. And But I guess it does... At the very least, it sets up... Like, as a functional intro, it tells us a bit about what the song's about when you read the lyrics. Like, okay, this is about a female who is a player. Yeah, and he's like, but that's good. I like that. Yes, he's like, this is a positive thing. Because... Um, No doubt. No diggity, which I assume is just a fun way of saying again, no doubt. Yeah, again, diggity (laughs) is a a group of syllables that can kind of, like, fit in different places without Mm -hmm. necessarily changing the meaning of things all that much like he says no doubt no diggity but like it just just replacing doubt in that sentence really or in that phrase yeah and like you can say bomb diggity and like what is that like you could say something is is bomb bomb without the diggity and that doesn't really change what it means um so like it can like replace so it's kind of a slang term that i don't think really has that much of its own definition Right, it's almost like it's not even onomatopoeia. It is just like a yeah, a word that is like true filler. <laughs> yeah, which is I, I yeah, I'm not really sure like linguistically what purpose that serves, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's interesting. Here it makes sense because musically it has what the word dignity sounds very fun to say, and they will really hit those syllables in they some do. of the choruses. Yeah, it gives you a few more syllables. That's true. And yeah, so like rhythmically it makes sense, and it makes sense that it came from a uh, collab they did with LL Cool J. Uh, I don't know if the song actually ever came to be, so he says, Teddy Riley says in a quote here, he says, We got the single from a song that we did called I Like the Way You Work, which was on the last album. 
says we wanted to just take it to another level because we felt like there was something that wasn't there, but it was a great hook. So we add on, no diggity, I got to bag it up. It was also part of a remix we were supposed to do for I Like the Way You Work, and it was done with LL Cool J. He was saying, I like the way you work, kid, no diggity, you know, as a rap. So he rapped on this remix of a song from their last track called I Like the Way You Work, and that made it over into this song and became like the focal point of it, interestingly. Yeah, and the title. Which is, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yo, Dre dropped the verse. Dropped Dr. The Dre verse. is about to perform a verse. <laughs> he sure is. And I think it maybe is important because where they were coming from is trying to get some of the, the credit from having a death row rapper on there. And so you so. say that immediately. You're like, hey, Dr. Dre is on this and he is about to perform the verse. People stick gonna around. Go, oh, shit. I'm going to stick around. Get butts in seats. But butts and seats. Apparently, Suge Knight wanted to charge them fifty grand to have yeah. Dr. Dre on, and he wanted them to join his uh, his record label, Death Row. That was his requirement for getting for allowing Blackstreet to have uh, Dr. Dre on the track. That's my understanding of Suge Knight. Is he is a criminal? Let's say an aggressive business person. Yeah, sure. Um, is he still alive? I I don't. Remember, I feel like there was a trial a couple years back. Yeah, I I feel like you could set that in almost any year. <laughs> um, yeah, he seems yeah, he's still alive. He's, he's alive. fifty-seven years old. But currently he is incarcerated. incarcerated. Well, there you go. Um, so that's the introduction here, Alex. The less we say about Suge Knight, the better, because yeah. I think I am scared of him. He doesn't have <laughs> much of a connection to this song, really. Really, although I did forget to mention in the intro that. After this uh, this song came out, uh, Tupac and Death Row Records released a diss track about Dr. Dre using a sample of No Diggity that was then shut down with a cease and desist order by Blackstreet and later reworked and released on a posthumous album. It's called, I think, Toss It Up or Toss It All. I feel like there's a lot of layers to these like feuds in here. I'm like, yeah. No diggity. <laughs> yeah, well, that, uh, that really, like, I think... There's so much other stuff going on around it. Yeah, everything in the background here, and it all stems <laughs> from Death Row, which I think is sort of a just a source of drama. Yeah, yeah. That is but true. here's what Dr. Dre has to say yeah. on this track. He says, it's going down, fade to black street. The homies got at me, collab creations, bump like acne, no doubt I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, a dog couldn't catch me something expletive out i don't even know what that one's i think i mean they they do in the song kind of like so you can't hear it but i'm oh, pretty yeah, sure it's reverse. bitch out in this one so it's dog and then bitch bitch ah oh, that yeah. makes sense and that a very creative way of self-censoring is to have them played backwards yeah i i think it sounds really cool it sounds very cool i actually had to look up the because uh, there's the one that happens in queen pen where she just says motherfucker i was like what did she say there i googled it and somebody just reversed the whole audio track so it's like motherfucker that was good i enjoyed it um so yeah let's talk about this first half here um it's going down fade to black street it's this is a black street song. <laughs> yeah, but means. also fade to black. It's <laughs> fade a, to black. Yeah, it's a little allusion to. I guess that's like a movie like thing. A, like you yeah, turn the lights direction. off before the. Yeah, or whether it's movies or stage, you turn the lights off before the the curtains go. Yeah. Um. The homies got at me. Collab creations bump like acne. Acne or little bumps on your skin. This thing is going to bump in as it is, it will be a jam. 
Yeah, that's, that's one of those like similes that I'm iffy about because <laughs> it's just a yeah, those are both bumps. But I guess that's part of the it's like almost a just a joke how mundane maybe it is. Yeah. You know? Just kind of being I'm, a little like having fun. So to compare it's fun. your very cool song to acne. To acne on a face thing on the planet. Like, yeah. Bump like, I don't know, underwater ridges that are formed by magma. Yeah. That would be cooler, but it doesn't uh it's not quite as um quite as catchy. brief. Not qu- yeah. Yeah, it's not as catchy. It's not there. It's a little verbose. Yeah. Um, he puts it down, Alex. He never slouches. So he, you know, yeah. he puts in hard work. As long as his credit can vouch. So I think this is him talking about his know, money. His, his, yeah, his, his, yeah, his money. And also, I think literally his name having value, right? Like producer right. credit, Dr. Dre. He's like, you're never going to. A dog couldn't catch me, bitch, out. What does that mean? I guess that means he couldn't, he's not going to fail. He's not going to back down from things, maybe. Yeah, even a dog, which, again, the the connections may be a little iffy, but obviously there's, you know, the term. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's theoretically supposed refers to, be a, to dogs. a Snoop Dogg reference in there. I don't know. I don't think so. But I guess it connects to the next line where he says, tell me who can stop when Dre, oh, maybe it doesn't. Tell me who can stop when Dre making moves. Right, yeah. The implication so is nobody. And people can't can't stop when he's doing things. So maybe he, a he dog. keeps everything going. Yeah, maybe a dog. Not and they can't stop dancing or whatever. That's right. He he gets the people going. He's the attracting honeys, honeys. The honeys are like going. Like a magnet. Attracting. Yeah, giving them eargasms with my mellow accent, still moving this flavor with the homies Black Streak, Black Street and Teddy, the original Rump Shakers. Yeah, I don't know um, what he means by his mellow accent. Um, I guess that's just him saying he's got a cool voice. <laughs> just likes his voice. Yeah, okay. I mean, fair enough. I just, I don't know if there's, like, his specific accent, but I guess I don't really know what his accent is. Yeah, it's not like he's, like, I, you know, my SoCal accent or something. I think he's California. Or is that another, weren't we talking a couple weeks ago about, um, slow, like, oh, it was, uh, on New York State of Mind, there was a reference to, like, oh, East dude. versus West Coast styles of, of hip-hop. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Can we tie this in? Let's let's give it a shot here, Alex. Because he's talking about his mellow accent. Uh, I accidentally, it was Empire State of Mind. I accidentally searched New York State of Mind. You're not thinking about the part where he calls Beyonce Knowles slow for being from Texas, right? That might be it. He's talking about the slower versus the faster, but then the mellow versus the, yeah, that doesn't really work out. Does he say mellow in here? Doesn't say mellow. Hello. I think that is the part I'm talking about, though, when he's talking about the slower. But I guess... That's because she's from Texas. Oh, yeah, but I guess that's not necessarily him. Okay, never mind. Don't know what I'm talking about. Hey, it was a good shot, Alex. Um, No, I think it is just because he kind of has, like, a a mellow style. That's that's all he's saying is, like, people like it when I rap is really what he's saying. Eargasms. Eargasms. Eargasm. Providing eargasms. Orgasms delivered orally, but not that oral, the other oral. (laughs) The one with the A-U. That's right. Um, um, the original Rump Shakers, so their last hit song was Rump Shaker, or at least Teddy Riley's was, which he had with a group called Rec X in Effect. Yeah, New Jack Swing, like we were talking about. Yeah. Which is a good genre for dancing, too. Mm-hmm. And this apparently Rump Shaker was a big reason that Dre wanted to be in the music video. 
He's, the quote is, I want to be in this video when Teddy does this video because I missed Rump Shaker and I know Teddy is going to have some hot girls in that video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And so that's how you get Dr. Dre to rap on your track. Just get hot girls in the easy. video. That's exactly right. So that's Dr. Dre putting in, just basically telling you this is going to be very good because Dr. Dre is here. and I've He's hyping it up. Yeah, it's a hype up. Yeah. And then we get into the real meat of it with Teddy Riley performing this. So this is the first verse he talks about. This is where they put him, his, his team fed him to the dogs because they're like, we don't think no diggity is any good. Yeah, and he's like, fools. I'll show you. We got yes. his. This is it. So he says, Shorty, get down. Good Lord. Baby got him open all over town. Strictly biz, she don't play around. Cover much grounds, got game by the pound. Sure to get down, good lord. Good lord. She's very attractive, is what yeah. that is, right? Yeah. Uh, get, get down is like dancing, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's a playette, right? Yes. Got him open all over town, so he's got, I think, you know, people like men, relationships all over town. Open relationships, yeah. perhaps. perhaps. But it's strictly business. Despite being a playette, she doesn't actually play around. Yeah, does that mean, like, I mean, there's another part later where it's like, don't fall in love or whatever, or don't catch feelings or something like Yeah, that. well, my understanding yeah, from this is that know. she's a hot drug dealer. A drug dealer? Yes. Oh, I didn't pick that up. Um, fast when it comes to the gas. Gas is slang for cannabis. Um, oh, I've got to bag it up. Bag it up. In the, in the chorus. And uh, there's another one. Very low-key on the profile. Could be right. Herbs the word spins the verb. It does say herb. Okay. All right. I, I buy it. I buy it. There's, yeah, there's clues. I thought she was a sex worker at first, because that kind of, like, plays, right? She's got them open all over town. She's strictly business, but her business is boning down. She covers much ground. I think cover much grounds is a big one. Is that she has a large cannabis dealing operation. Yeah. And then we're talking about weight and it's like mm -hmm. by the pound. But I mean, Got we've also been talking pound. about these like playettes where it's more of like a relationship focus. So I feel like that's part of it. And maybe there's this um, sort of romanticized idea of like the drug dealer who is wealthy outside of the system and therefore is, lives outside of the system and kind of independently wealthy. Yeah. That independent wealth and also having a hot drug dealer is itself its own, like, cool thing. Like, oh, yeah, I get drugs from somebody who is attractive. Yeah, not just, like, a guy who wears a robe all day. Doesn't mm -hmm. vacuum. Doesn't vacuum. And then, yeah, like, on top of I don't know of why that, doesn't vacuum is the thing that came from. The point is, it's a dealers. dirty apartment. That's what I was trying to get at. That's, that's what you're getting at? Okay. I haven't vacuumed in years, but I don't own one. And <laughs> I mean, vacuuming isn't. You know, the only, the only way to clean, right? <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> um, I had one last thing to say about that. I kind of forgot it. Uh, about drugs, about a hot drug dealer. Yeah, oh, the, the nature of a drug dealer, particularly in the 90s, I mean, still now for illicit drugs, is that it's not an actual business. It doesn't have an established storefront. It doesn't have established, like, company policies. So the looseness and the sort of blurred lines between business and pleasure is something that occurs in this line of work. Right, right. So that's why we get some of that in here where he's like, Jesus Christ, this hot drug dealer is running game by the pound all over town. And she's making ca stacks of cash. Getting paid is, in fact, her forte. Yeah. 
each and every day true player way. I can't get her out of my mind. Wow. I think about the girl all the time. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah, so that kind of covers what we just talked about there. He's into his drug dealer. He's into his drug dealer. Um, east side to the west side, pushing fat rides. It's no surprise. She got tricks in the stash, stacking up the cash. Fast when it comes to the gas. By no means average, she's on when she's got to have it. Baby, you're perfect 10. I want to get in. Can I get down so I can win? I can win. Yeah, so then now we've got, like, talking about rides. Yeah. It's like cars, right? Yeah, fat rides. Fancy they're, cars, nice cars. And it's Good. pH fat. So yeah, it's... it is pH fat. Uh, and then now we're talking about gas, like you said, slang term, but also a car thing. Yeah, because she so she's not only prompt in her sick rides, but she's got she's got the weed to back it up. Yeah. And tricks in the stash is a tough one because like tricks is typically a sex thing, but also it's in the stash, like drug stash. Yeah, drug stash, but also like tricks is like. Is there some, like, good stuff in there? Is she, like, lazing it and that's good? Is that a good thing? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, why would you be like, oh, yeah, she's got tricks like, in the stash. Uh, I'm like, no, I just stuff. want weed. Like, yeah, is it just, just like, or yeah, like, weed that will blow your mind, right? Is she one of these ones who has a, a, a vast selection? It's like, well, you can have the, the mids over here, or we can get you some real high-quality stuff. Here, here's a little trick I've got in the stash. Maybe she's just got good stuff. We're going to get, like, some comment on this and be like, it's not at all about drug dealing. You guys are fucking dumb as hell. Yeah, I mean, I I went through this not without the the drug dealing thing at all. Right. You know, I just thought there's talking about this really cool person who, like, has a lot of money and also is attractive and, like, smooth and, but, like, can't be held down, you know, because they are a playette. They are playette, and they are reputable, well-known east side to the west side. Yeah. They're going to both sides of town. But, like, they're not, like, you can you can go with them, but they're not, you're not going to hold them down, you know? Can't hold them back. Yeah. They'll leave you. Yeah, you got to understand the nature of the relationship. You kind of take what you can get. <laughs> yeah. So he says, can I get down so I can win? Because I don't feel like a victory. And then we hit the chorus, where it's, I like the way you work it, no diggity. I got to bag it up, bag it up. I like the way you work it, no diggity, I got to bag it up. Bag it up, girl. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up, bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Get up. Up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Um, so bag it up is what uh, genius seems to imply means putting a condom on. Okay. Or for, or they say it's to put a condom on or like, you know, lock her down, get, make that woman girlfriend material. And then the drugs thing. I feel like it could I be any and all I think the drug things is an extra layer, yeah. Because, like, all of those, I think, work with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is the nature of, like, again, like, the drug-dealing economy is often one guy is grabbing from another person, and then it's a multi-level marketing, right? And then distributes yeah. that to his customers. Yeah. So he's like, I really like the shit you've got here. I've got to bag this shit up and, <laughs> and send it to my people. Yeah, and then if you're talking about... Like the the play it angle, mm-hmm. um, I mean the the uh, perspective of of this man is like, oh, I gotta I gotta lock this down, but he can't, yeah. most likely. But like, because he knows it's just business. Yeah, just business. And then of course, the the condom aspect is like, yeah, okay, like that might happen too. There might be sex involved. Yeah, but and I guess you no know. long term relationship. No long-term relationship, and so in that scenario, it's best to wear a condom to prevent the spread of STIs. Yeah, always. 
Use a condom. Always. Use Always. A condom. No exception. Never, ever don't use a condom. Never don't. Um, but yeah, I like the way you work it being like, she is one hot and two, I think I like your business practice, like your business yeah. acumen. I, I respect like the your you business yeah, acumen. Yeah, I know acumen was a good word. I stole it from it you before word. you could check it in. <laughs> uh, so that I think that's a fair read of the course. And of course, they say no diggity. No doubt. No doubt. Um, this is verse three now, which is sung by Chauncey Black Hannibal. That's the the other key it's member Chauncey. of Blackstreet. Yeah, there's like four guys in this group. Yeah. Um, she's got class and style, street knowledge by the pound. Baby never act wild. Hang on, my thing's fucked up here. Baby Very low key wild. on the profile. That's right. Catching feelings is a no. Let me tell you how it goes. Herbs the word, spins the verb, lovers it curves, so freak what you heard. Hell yeah, let's talk about all this. I mean, I like the the last couple lines there. They flow very oh, yeah. nicely. They're so good. Um and obviously, I mean, I don't think Herb is anything but a cannabis reference. Yeah, right? Um, and then as for spinning, I mean, we've talked about spinning before. Yes. As a, as a sex act. Um, oh. <laughs> one time yes, for several weeks in a row. Um, but uh, what else? Music? So yeah, spin on a record. Um, car tires? Car tires. Driving, maybe? Going for a spin? Those are all just, like, cool things. It's a good verb. It's a good verb. Spin is the verb. And then, you know, you gotta freak what you heard. Does that mean to, like, hype something up? (sighs) What is it? I mean, I'm thinking of the phrase, like, get your freak on, which I think can mean, I mean, it can be sexual. But I think he also just mean, like, general partying stuff. And he does refer to lovers. He says, lovers are curves, so freak what you heard. Yeah. And it, uh, curves can also be to, 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 like, miss. It can be to miss. It can also be, like, the shape of a woman, kind of, you know? Ah. Got a lot or it's, of it's often used to describe bodies. Yeah. Well, yeah, hang on. We've kind of gone backwards on this, but there is a very key two lines there. So we'll talk. Right, I jumped over like the first couple lines. (laughs) Yeah, which is fair. I think the meat is in the back half here, like a juicy butt. But first, (laughs) we have that. So first, he hypes up the girl. He says she's got class and style, street knowledge by the pound. She never acts wild. She's very low key on the profile. Pounds again, right? Yeah, again. We're talking about weight. Game by the pound and street knowledge by the pound. And street knowledge by the pound. Um, Again, she's classy and stylish. So she is a woman of character. Um, and she's low-key on the profile, a great quality for a drug dealer, and just, you know, maybe for, you know, people in general. But yeah. here's what's important. Catching feelings is a no. Let me tell you how it goes. And then what follows is how it goes. Herbs the word, spins the verb. Lovers it curves to freak what you heard. Now, what does that mean? There is another possible interpretation for herb, herb which is like a... Like a, a a goof, a loser, a, a herb. Really? It's a very yeah. Oh yeah. I've this never heard that herb. It's uh, it's not it's this fucking herb. Yeah. I, mean, I know it's uh, it's not like the coolest name, herb, right? Yeah. Which is like, I don't know why that happens. Sometimes that just happens. Sorry, herb. Nothing against your name. It's it's just. It's just. It's just what it sounds like. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a sort of mocking term is the best I can grab for it. But yeah, so I think we're double playing again. So Herb's the word is one, you're either going to just get cannabis out of this or two, look like an idiot if you try to catch feelings. Or perhaps like ultimately you're kind of the chump. Like you're, you're exactly. not getting one up on her because she is no. top dog. Yeah, you, you, you're just getting the bag and you're paying for it. And yeah. then you're also paying for it in feelings. Spins the verb. So lovers, it curves. It's going to miss those lovers. So freak what you heard. So you can't catch love out of this. You're gonna get. You're gonna get spun. You're gonna again get played like a record. Get spins curved. the verb. Yeah. Or yeah. Or you know, get spun like confused. Like it's all. It's it's at in one way like very specific what it is telling us, but at the same time there are so many roads. I feel like you can yeah. Take with the words. like we're going with this and you're like this can mean these two things. This can mean these two or three things, and you can combine them all in different ways to have a different path through this this scenario they're drawing yeah, right it's like so like you could be this loser who to whatever happens to or or yeah or yeah, you gets, can get some cannabis like gets caught up you can get some cannabis and that's all you're getting out of it but yeah it seems to be that he's saying like you cannot catch feelings because love is not on the table it's the what it, anyway it goes down it's it's weed that's on the table yeah and, um, and like yeah. maybe sex but not love yeah maybe sex but not love um, rolling with the fatness you don't even know what the half is you've got to pay to play just for shorty bang bang to look your way again this, this connects to the ones we just talked about uh, where people genius says here that not knowing what the half is is one you don't know the half of it and two like yeah. a half ounce of weed Ah, yes. And like also you're you're kind of a loser. So like you you don't know like you don't understand what's going on here. You don't understand what's going on here. You don't have the money to even pick up a half ounce cuz you're broke. Right. I, but you've got to pay to play here for just for her to look your way. Yeah, she won't pay attention to you unless I guess you have money. Whichever way yeah. you take that. Exactly. Um and uh they're also very cool. They're also very cool. And yeah, he says, I like the way you work it. Trump tight all day, every day. You're blowing my mind. Maybe in time. Maybe I can get you in my ride. So it's interesting that he gives us the cautionary bit, but he's like, I'm still going for it. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure why they capitalized Trump, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think well, it's a Donald Trump reference. They're doing that at the start of every line break. So oh, it yeah. It might not so. be intentional. It's not like a sentence, but there's no periods in this at all. So. Yeah. Trump, what is that? Is Trump, am I supposed to pull rump from that? <laughs> like a tight butt or. Trump, Trump, Trump like a. Like day, a every day. Like yeah. What is that? Because so yeah, I'm thinking like a Trump card. Like you got one up, but like why is that tight? Yeah. All day, every day. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, I'm putting it into Trump tight. Hang on. I got an urban dictionary. In certain card games, the highest ranking suit is called Trump. When a person has nothing but Trump cards in his hand, it is referred to as being Trump tight. Oh, so it's just a phrase that exists. Yeah, maybe. This is, uh, let, me, let me just Google just Trump maybe tight. Maybe see what I can get for you. I didn't think I would be able to get any info on this one. Trump Tight <laughs> I mean, is a singer. It's a song by Aqua Sox. So it's clearly a phrase if it's this common, right? Yeah. But it's like you're you got a, a good it's a good hand of cards, right? Yeah, essentially. I mean we're already talking about how this person like can't be beat. Right. Like and, he, and like they can't lose. You can try lose. though. He's and he is try. trying. Clearly. But clearly. 
but also game uh, metaphors in a song about a playette playing games. Trump yeah. tight. Makes sense. Yeah. You're blowing my mind is really just to like, you are very cool and I would like to engage in a relationship with you, whether sexual or just, or, or whatever, what have you. Maybe in time I can get you in my ride. It's an impressive person. Yeah. Yeah. Will he? By the sounds of it, probably not, but he's going to try. He's going to try. So we get the chorus again, and then we get the break, the hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, that girl looks good. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, play on, play on, play on. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, you're my kind of girl. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, brackets, hey yo. Hey, brackets. Did they need to brackets that one? I guess that's the part of the backups. I guess, right. I the difference, though. But that just kind of plays, yes, the girl looks good. She is a player, or a playette, rather, and he's telling her to play on. You're my kind of girl. Hey, yo. Then we get Queen Penn on the track here. She says, because that's my peeps, and we roll deep. Flying first class from New York City to Black Street. What you know about me, not a motherfucking thing, I believe it is. Uh, The other ones, maybe. I figured it was at least fucking. Yeah. Um, thing, Cartier wooden frame sported by my shorty. As for me, I see gleaming pinky diamond ring. We bees the baddest clique up on the scene. Never have I felt whiter in my life than <laughs> reading those like an English professor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's how it goes. Reading, uh, reading literal, just straight. Yeah, just, just reading copy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is a cool woman, right? Like yes. that's that's her role in this song. Mm-hmm. Is Do you it, think she's meant to be the playette, or is she just a playette? I kind of. Oh, I don't know. I think a at least. Uh, I don't know if the song is talking about a person so much as a concept of a person. If that makes sense. Yeah, oh, maybe. So there's no. If you were to ask Teddy Riley, you're like, "Who is the playette?" He'd be like, "Like we're we're all the playette. We're all the playette. Uh, she lives in all of us." <laughs> Um, I do think she, at the very least, represents the idea of the, of the play. Right. For sure. She this even really cool says later person. on, I think she refers to herself as a playette. Yeah, and um, I know a playette's got to be, uh, but that's later. Um, and but, she, play, she playettes on the ideas of a playette from what we've heard so far. She has fancy things for both herself and her shorty. True. Um... um they're flying. I do like the flying first class from New York City to Black Street. Black Street, of course, being the group. Yeah, that's another great. Yeah, both fade to Black Street and flying from New York City to Black Street are both great references yeah. to the group's name, I think. Um, and also they're... I can't remember now. Are they... Are they... Uh, where are they from? They're from Black Street. Black Street. <laughs> uh, I don't know, actually, where I'm they're just, from. Yeah, okay, they're from New York. All right. From New York. Couldn't remember which which coast. Um anyway, yeah. Um, is and shorty like, a gendered term, Alex? I thought it was. Yeah, person's girlfriend or female friend. So Queen Penn is also outing herself as a uh as a lesbian here, as a member of the LGBT community. Yeah. Or like at least bisexual. At least, at the, yeah, at the very least. Um, so there's that little little tasty nugget of detail here. Yeah, and also is wearing cool glasses or sunglasses. Yeah, uh, so apparently that's, that's a sunglasses cool glasses ring. by her shorty, and she's got a uh, a pink diamond ring. No, a diamond ring on her pinky, rather. Yeah, <laughs> pinky, pinky diamond yeah. ring, pinky diamond. So yeah, ring. that so checks out. 
Just like fancy stuff, expensive yeah, stuff. Yeah, flaunting got, the wealth. She's got the money. She's got stacks and, of cash. And she's letting us know that she's the baddest. Uh, the, they're the bad. Her and her shorty are the baddest clique up on the scene. Yeah, is this the, that's the bit where she kind of puts on an accent, like a. I believe so. Sounds, a bit of that, like. I'm gonna say Caribbean, but. Yeah, a bit of that, like patois. <laughs> they might call it. What? The, what's that? That's, I think, a word for a Caribbean accent here. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Alex will know this word. The dialect of a particular region, especially one with low status in relation to the standard language of the country, is what Patois is, Alex. Oh, then I don't know. I mean, my general guess would be like Jamaican, but... Uh, Jamaican, sure, yeah. I, I can't uh, guess as to the class. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I guess... any yeah. Class. Can't speak to the class, but I can speak to this, the rest of the verse. Ain't yep. you getting bored with these fake something broads? Fake ass, ass I'm going to guess. Fake ass broads. I shows and proves, no doubt, I've been digging you, so please excuse me if I come across rude. That's just me. And that's how a playette's got to be. Stay kicking game with a capital G. Let's talk about that. There seems to be three distinct paragraphs we can do here. Yeah. Like, that's well, I mean, to start with, uh, are you getting bored of other women, basically? It'd be like, uh, she's mm-hmm. clearly has a high opinion of herself. Yes. Um, and based on the previous description, she's uh, not mistaken, you know? Mm-hmm. She's earned it. Um, but, oh, she's got her eye on someone else, and we know she's a playette, so it's like, yeah, she's got her eye on a lot of people, probably, but, like, this is yeah. one of them. So yeah, and she says like, "Sorry if I come off as rude or as like you know like a play, but that's that's how I got to be. That's just who I am. So you got to work with that." But I am. She's not implying she's better than than fake ass broads here. So there's mm-hmm. she's a higher class of person. That's what you got to do if you're a playette. It's what you got to do. So she says, "So to, to, to you're saying, well, are you a playette?" And she says, "Ask the people's on my block. I'm as real as can be. Word is bond. Faking moves never been my thing. So Teddy, pass the word to your Chauncey. To your let's say buddy Chauncey." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll be sending the call, let's say around 3.30, Queen Penn and Black Street. It's no diggity, no diggity, no doubt, baby. Yeah, I mean, so she's all business. She's got it's got it down to the minute. I mean, that she's got she's schedule. Like, she's like, yeah, let's let's meet. She's, she's not about, you know, just blowing smoke. She's speaking the truth. Where does Bond? the truth. And she's still looking to hook up with Chauncey of Black Street. Yeah. Teddy and that's Chauncey. Like, that's, yeah. Well, she says she tells Teddy to pass the word. Yes. So I think he's the middleman between them. Oh, okay. That's my understanding of it. But yeah, she's like she's also showing herself to be uh, very confident and forward, being like, "Yeah, we'll meet at three thirty. Yeah. And like her reputation that. precedes her, right? Precedes Just like ask exactly. everyone else, like you know, capital G, capital G, kicking game. game, baby. So we hit that. We hit the chorus again, and then the outro. Where they just kind of shout out some women who are in full effect. Uh, yeah, come on. <laughs> Becky is in full effect. No doubt. Lisa, Lisa? in full effect. Right. Vicky, Vicky in full effect. Uh-huh. Tamika, Tamika in full effect. Yeah. Blaze in full Blaze. effect. Right. Ain't nothing going on but the rent, no doubt. Yeah, play on, play it. Play on, play it. Play on, play on, play on, play on. Because I like it, right? No diggity, no doubt. Yeah, Black Street Productions. We out, we out, right? We out, yeah. we, we out. We out. I love that they vocally announce their departure from like, the song. All right, that's it. Song's over. Song's over. A very confident move and a very confident song. So yeah, it just seems to me like the first half is like shouting out who may be some playettes. Maybe it's people they know. Maybe it's just some names they fucking picked. Yeah, you could just... Any names? Becky? Yeah, Lisa? Don't know a lot of Becky's anymore. This, this fucking French lady we know, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Blaze, huh? Yeah, that's, that's one. Um, ain't nothing going on but the rent. I guess because, again, they are making a lot of money. 
Yeah, or is it just like... I'm not busy. Let's hang out. <laughs> right, yeah, nothing's going on, but yeah, rent still adds up because I'm living. Yeah, I don't know. I've not I don't know. It's a weird line. Before. Sounds but like it might be a, a, an existing phrase, but it's hard to know. Hard to know for sure. Um, listen, it's Trump tight, though. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the lyrics to this one. So yeah, just a very cool song about wanting to bone down, essentially, with yeah, your drug And maybe dealer. by drugs. And maybe by drugs. Maybe a little of both, right? It's about the dangers of mixing business with pleasure. But in also a way, about yes, the, but also I mean, in a way of like, but I'm not gonna not do it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I'm still gonna try. <laughs> um, so the song instrumentally is about the uh, benefits of mis- mixing Bill Withers with R&B and hip hop. Yeah, which good choice. Great choice. Good choice. First thing I'll say about that sample is um, like it's it's a guitar part from the original yes. song and then he kind of like hums those the like but when they speed it up it sounds more like a piano to me yeah um, it really which, does alter that yeah. uh guitar sound or and i don't know i just think it sounds really cool i think just of the way it uh like the the like decay on it speeds up so the note doesn't last as long so it sounds a little bit right. more piano like um yeah really cool sound and the yeah and that is the backbone of this song it's great yeah and the other real big move on this people wanted to use this yeah use this track uh the other big move is of course the little transition effect which i think is keys that boom ba doom da doom da doom yeah also cool also cool and that's what so he says like yo dre drop the verses and then we get a bit more drums in the mix there. Yeah, that's where the actual drums come in, but the rest of it yeah. stays the same. And I mean, it's mostly like that throughout the song. There's some yeah. variation because there's kind of two-ish ways they cut out. Right. Um, so the the verses are broken up into like four-bar pieces and then mm. each verse is not counting dr trades because this is shorter but the other verses are 16 bars long so right. in each four bar grouping they will have generally i guess they don't always do it but a lot of the time they'll have what i have called a major cut and a minor cut okay. uh, and the difference between those is in a minor cut they cut out on the um let me see how I remember this. So they'll play the beat on on the first or on the first beat of that last bar. They will cut out. Sorry for only the second count. That's how minor cut works. Okay. Uh, and then um, come back in for the like. But about about the turnaround comes in on beat three and four. Right. Um, and then so you drop one beat versus the major cut where it plays the first beat of a, a bar and then skips uh cuts out until the three and four of the following bar so there's actually five beats that are cut out and there's some there's a minor variation later on where it like comes i think it cuts out like a half beat later so it's only cut out for half a beat but okay. that's basically what it does and there's different right. variations of that for the different Verses. So essentially, is it safe to say the minor uh, transitions are like internal on a verse, whereas the major ones are like verse to chorus? 
Um. No, I don't think so, actually. Okay, interesting. Um, because, like, the verse two, which is the first, like, full verse with Teddy, uh, has mm-hmm. a major cut in the first half, and then the second half is actually two minor cuts. Okay. So, not really. Uh, unless it is the opposite of... Well, maybe it is true. I'm trying to remember... I never made that connection. Uh, the first three has a minor cut in the first half, and then a major cut... A minor cut and a major cut. Okay. So it's all over the place, man. <laughs> okay. I'll Did I describe them well? Does that make sense? I think I'm like I'm maybe. Yeah, just I like, had to like listen to it a few times to be like, this one's like this one, and this one's like this one. This. <laughs> yeah, it might be just like a level of uh, refinement that I'm not yeah. able to pick up on the fly here. But there's like parts where they like cut the beat out. Yeah, I can hear it being cut in for generally lines. one or five beats. Right. <sighs> yeah. So in that section where it goes like i think about the girl all the time that's one of your longer ones i think yeah and then there's other ones where it's just like, okay i'm yeah, i'm picking up on it now um that is interesting and it's a good way to yeah. like one there and that, that's kind of the variation on the beat right because it's mm-hmm. very very similar throughout but then it cuts out for different periods of time and sometimes it doesn't cut at all yeah and it really allows them to highlight what is a big focus point here as an r&b group and having two feature rappers which is on the vocal melodies mm-hmm and you got a lot of backing presence on this. You had a lot of, oh. And then, of course, the backing vocals on the chorus. They go, no diggity. <laughs> no And things like that. So there is a lot of vocal layering. There is a lot of focus on the lead singers as well. And the backing track and its ability to drop out helps us to tune in on certain lines and things. And really gives us some of that. Yeah. Some focus direction. But yeah, even when we hit the chorus, it's like... It's the same rhythm. Yeah, the instrumentation <laughs> doesn't really change. Like, it, that's the beat. That's the beat yeah. they're performing over. Yeah, like, the next really big, like, musical transition is that, that bridge of hey-yo, 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 hey-yo. Yeah, and there's, uh, there's a ton of voices and all those mm-hmm. harmonies on the back of vocals. And I guess that's really... I mean, they're, a, they're an R&B group, right? So they're really more like singers than anything. Yeah. And yeah, you get a lot of that, that vocal performance. Yeah, and they're pretty damn good at that. Now, honestly, Alex, I don't have a ton else to say about the instrumentation. And no, VR. there's not. Uh, there's not much else. Like the the cut thing I th- was really the meat what of it. they use to change yeah. change it up. Um, and then there's a lot of backups and and lines said by other people while one guy's singing, kind of thing. As we go into the outro, yeah. you've already said all those lines. You spoke I them all. Those. I spoke those words. I'd like to note at about 218, you get to hear a little harmonica. Oh, yes. Harmonica. That's that's another sound. I am not uh, convinced it's a harmonica. I would I believe like a wah pedal on something. Yeah, I think maybe. Um, but it's also kind of maybe pitched up. So it does sound a lot like a harmonica. Yeah. Um, but that's a really cool sound uh, that I... Yeah, so yeah, real, real wah sound. I guess it could be harmonica. It could be. It could also not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, could honestly be like a synth. Yeah, but there's yeah, wah going on. That's the important. Yeah, there thing, is wah, is the and wah. they do. Uh, it, and it hardly. It's do, like not there for very long at all. No, it isn't. It's yeah. It's a brief little touch. The only other thing worth noting is they do make the final like chorus section bigger, as you'd expect. You get like R and B vocals over the basic chorus. So one dude, like, kind of just cutting loose while they do the no diggity. 
you can hear that around. Yeah, and the other guys singing the, that part. Yeah, I actually really like that part. Yeah, like the great. guys singing all those the girl you get it, whatever, all that. Yeah, all that very like stereotypical R and B stuff. Girl, you get it going on. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Let's talk about this music video though, Alex, directed by Hype Williams. That's a cool name. <laughs> great name. He's American music video director, film director, producer, and screenwriter. Um, he's had a lot. He was originally going to direct the Speed Racer film in 2000, but uh, oh, really? that project. A lot of his like history read is like he was on this, and then that project was scrapped, or he sold this, and then it never saw the light of day. But he does a ton of music videos, mm-hmm. um, a lot in the hip hop realm, and of course, this is one of them. He's apparently he's apparently known for like a few certain tricks like fisheye lens, but I didn't really see a lot of that here. No, I mean they like I guess a bit like when they're really leaning in, but compared to some videos that I would say are contemporary that have a lot of people leaning into the camera. Right, it's yeah, not to really as emphasize that like, fisheye. It's not as heavily emphasized. Yeah. As I would expect. And maybe it's just early cuz it's 96 or something. This one does emphasize puppets though. It does have puppets. Yeah, uh, which is kind of fun because, in fact, uh, I mentioned that it sounds, the sample sounds like a piano, even though it's a guitar, but what they do in this video is they show, like, a puppet playing the piano. That's right, and it's a puppet, I assume, of Teddy Riley. It could be uh, Chauncey. I'm not 100% sure which one. Yeah, I think it's because he does the first verse, right? The puppet? So I think it's supposed to yes. be Teddy Riley. So it should be Teddy Riley. Um, but yeah, the puppet actually sings the verse. Or, you know, mimes it, because puppets don't mm-hmm. actually make sound. Um, and there's another puppet later on that's like an old guy. Yeah, I, I'm assuming Bill Withers. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Which is which is cool. <laughs> it's cool. And I like saw it, and I was like, damn, I can't believe they put a dead man in here. And I was like, oh, no, Bill Withers was actually alive yeah, he's still in alive in 96. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so it's like a beach house party is the theme of this at night. Yeah, and also just street dancing in front of limos. Yes, yeah, so yeah. There's a couple scenes and a couple different like outfit changes. There's a lot of that, yeah. like you said, they're on the street dancing, and this is like women dancing yeah. on the street uh, with like limos behind them. But you also see up uh, Dr. Dre is in it, like we mentioned. He wanted to be in yep. the video because of the ladies. Um, he's wearing a uh, like a football jersey. Yes. Uh, but everyone else throughout is very, like, dressed up to go out. It's a lot of, like, collars and jackets and sunglasses. Dressed up to go out or and... dressed up to do some blue-collar work. There's a lot of overalls. <laughs> That's true. There are the overalls. Like I said, um, there's but a few they do different have sets of overalls, But they outfit changes, yeah. Because there's, there's, like, white shirts with blue overalls, and then there's white overalls with black shirts, I think. Um, yeah. In different, like, settings. And um it's quite striking visually because there's a lot of like colored lighting so yes and especially like when they have the um white overalls on you can really like you know see the colors in the lighting that's right so there's a lot of that and then of course there's the like when they're in the party there's a lot of like purples and blues and oranges and yeah it's real club lighting stuff yeah and then the street dancing it's very like orange and cyan classic action movie stuff that's right. These yeah. days, I don't know about '96, but but yeah, certainly it was yeah. starting to be in people's minds. Very colorful, and especially for like, uh, this is a dark club we're dancing in. It's very, very like well lit. Yeah, but there's also really like is. the shadows are very big too because it's very focused lighting, mm-hmm. very harsh lighting. Yeah, it is very like 
cinematic in in that sense. Um, so yeah, it's really split up between that street dancing, them dancing outside of the uh, club, and then them dancing inside of the club, and then shots of puppets. And, and then Bill, that's puppet really Bill Withers, which yeah, is cool. Bill Withers, which is a delight to see. <laughs> um, and then Queen Penn comes in later on. She's that's even right. got a couple different outfits, and she's not even <laughs> yeah. in the video for that long. No, she's just in for reverse, and she hangs out with Dr. Dre outside. Uh, wearing this white like business kind of suit. Yeah, it's like a suit. I I was want because like I was your pants suit. So I'm like, if it's a skirt, is the skirt suit? Yeah, that's the question is for the ages. A, I don't know. It's I was a suit. Pants suits are onesies, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't. I think a pants suit is a suit, but like, oh, I guess maybe it's like, oh, a suit for men. You wear pants, of course, but a suit for women's got to have a skirt or something. Right. Like that. So if it's so not like, that, it's a so pants if it's not suit. that, it's a pants suit. I I don't actually know exactly, but. Usually, if someone says pantsuit, they're talking about a woman wearing a suit with pants. Yeah. You know what? If you get a dog in just about any suit, it's a pantsuit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've kind of described the music video already, and we are fucking pushing the hour mark here, Alex. Yeah, we are. Uh, she's also She also wears a blue dress. She also wears We're mentioning dress. the outfits. So. It's, that's a lot of this video. It's cool outfits, your typical dancing in a club yeah. stuff. I like the outdoor dancing stuff more, both like the team on the street there and them just dancing in front of the beach house. Also, it's a cool looking beach house. It is. It's very like, I don't know what places have those structures, but it's like places by water. Definitely not where I am. Yeah, it is like a beach house. They were going to like, they're going to like pull up some crabs and then. Yeah, it's a crab <laughs> shack for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, from the water. From That's the water. Right. From our waters, though, we're about to pull up some covers. Oh, we sure are. Let's reel starting, them in. Oh, let's reel them in. We're starting this with this Chet one's Baker. A little stuck. Let me just no. Um. <laughs> oh, it's a wild one. <laughs> Chet Baker. Actually, no. I would not call this a wild one. Uh, no, not at all. Twenty twelve. Chet Baker. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I gotta bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I gotta. Faker, Faker. I don't. Name, named an homage, homage to uh, Chet Baker, the inventor of cool jazz. Okay, we've not, talked about Chet Baker before. Yeah, not Chet Faker, but Chet Baker. I don't remember how. We definitely or why. talked about a Chet. We've talked about Chets before. Um, this guy's on Australia. Talk about Australian. like a Chet Atkins or something like that. Chet Atkins for sure. I just remember cool jazz coming up and being like, "Well, this is my problem with jazz. Is only one genre of it is cool." <laughs> Uh, so he's Australian. He's a singer and songwriter. He actually dropped the name Chet Faker in 2016, and that it looks like he picked it back up again in 2020. So he's, you know, he's living with the decisions of his past where he decided to be a Chet Faker, and then he's like, maybe I don't want to be a faker. Yeah, maybe he wants to be real, man. <laughs> maybe I don't want that baked into the name that I'm not as good as Chet Baker. Yeah, and apparently he was featured in a Super Bowl ad for Beck Sapphire, which is beer. I had to look beer. that up. Yeah, I think non-alcoholic beer? I actually don't know. I Well, I saw Beck Sapphire, and I was like, Beck, the singer? Why does he have <laughs> a sapphire he wants people to know about? Beck Sapphire. <laughs> That's pretty She's like, good. look at this cool rock I bought. Thanks, Beck. Um, the Super Bowl ad probably cost more than the sapphire did. Probably. Um... It's like challenging people to steal it. That'd be a good movie. We got focused, though. Beck is just... Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chet Faker. All right. Australian singer-songwriter. Named Nicholas Murphy. 
named Nicholas Murphy. That's, That's right. what we said. So he's like, this is like a sort of those like chill versions. It's like a predecessor to that because it's 2012 and we haven't right. quite like latched onto that. Yeah, it is. It is very chill and uh, there's a lot of like lo-fi production. Yeah, stuff, sort of like uh, effects. Overdriven keys like kind of going on. Yeah, and on his voice too. Sure to get his voice? I swear there's lo-fi stuff going on. Um, but yeah, so it, it ends up building out this like pretty large like soundscape of like his own he's doing his own harmonies and he's playing this this EP, you know, yeah. mellow sounds, right? Um, and like they got a beat very similar to the original, but just like more stuff and like these stringy synths. Actually, I say ambient sound. There's ambient sounds in it. Um, but not like normally when I say ambient, I mean like it's a synth that's stringy, but this is literally like children playing in the background. And like, yeah. I thought something was happening outside my window. Like I thought, cause right. there's kids next door who play in the backyard. So I was like that, oh, that's weird that I can hear them this well with these headphones on. But then I pause the music and they stop. So it's in the track. <laughs> yeah. So it it's, sounds uh, like he's like recording just like in his house. It does sound like that, and especially you get it at the end of the song, too, and there's, like, kitchen noises, too. This kind of just, like, moving around of it sounds like pots and pans or something, but just, like, some moving. Yeah. Reminded me of uh, Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast by Pink Floyd. Oh, <laughs> where you just hear, like, knives and stuff. Yeah, and then, like, Fun slowly plates. piano and shit comes in. Yeah. Great song. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, part of the chill is the way he's delivering the vocals. Yes. As he's very, I mean, it, he's sounds relaxed, that's for sure. But he's definitely, like, mumbly at times, too. Gotta bag it out. Yeah, he's trying to, like, emphasize that coolness that seems to yeah. be inherent in R&B, but yeah. also taking it into that chill vibe that was, I'm going to say, emerging in 2012. Yeah, I don't definitely don't have a timeline on that. I don't have a timeline for it. Um, this one was... Like it was good. It was uh, to me. I like. I wasn't blown away, but I think it established a nice kind of soundscape. Yeah, full, very full soundscape, and, and luxuriated in its chillness. Ooh, there's one. Oh, I think. See, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I have a, a a time stamp, and I was like, oh, there's a cool sound. It sounds like maybe something dragging across the surface, and I feel like that might be one of the like kitchen appliances you're talking. About. Yeah, yeah, something like just things being moved around. Yeah. But it sounds like, well, it kind of sounds like, you know, like if you drag a finger across like a solo cup and it goes because oh, it's kind of like yeah. pot, like you're moving um, inconsistently. Yeah, there's just like that friction. Yeah, kinda that sort of a sound. Okay. Oh yeah, I hear yeah. that actually. One twenty-five right is uh, the timestamp I have. Yeah, they, he does that in both uh, choruses. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that would I refer sense. to it as the kind of like that like vocal fry sort of throat growl you do with to start that like. Uh, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, I think the solo cut might be a little more accurate there. Um, yeah, so an interesting little piece. It's, uh, I think, solid enough. Yeah, I, um, it, structurally, cuts out the uh, Dre the, verse. And um, the Queen Pan verse, the too, queen, right? Which is, uh, turns out to be a good move, as we'll find out in the next version. Um, yeah, and, uh, and also only does half of the third verse. So there's actually yeah. a lot of the song cut out. A lot of the song cutouts. Like, I think those are all. I, yeah, I would say this is a smartly done cover. You pick an angle. Like this is a big piece to cover. It is five minutes long. Yeah, it's got stuff that you maybe can't handle or maybe you won't translate. Like the the feature verses, 
And so he really cuts down, picks an aspect, which is like coolness. He's like, well, let's, let's focus on how cool this song is. And then rides with that in a, in a chill vibe and nails it. I think he, he hits the target. I don't think it's going to like rock the world, but I think it, it is solid. Yeah. Um, less solid, Cannibal Coffer in the same year, 2012. I like the way you work, yeah. I got to bag it yeah, this one was interesting. Um, so Cannibal Koffer, that's a that's a two German guys. I think they might be Austrian. In Austrian. Fact. Okay, fair enough. That's what I saw. On yeah, I translated website. the text, and uh, oh, okay. it was in German. So Austrian. Right. Yeah, that that also makes sense. Um, they apparently, actually, I, I looked up. I think it's from their website or some mm-hmm. description of them. Uh, hang, on, I looked in three different places. They have a website. Um, also, coffer I think means suitcase. Cannibal suitcase. Okay. Um, so th- and their yeah, here's their description, which I Google translated. This is from their Facebook page. Two types: hard as pudding, soft as whale. The suitcase always at the ready. So I think they travel a lot, and that's kind of part of their thing. Oh, okay. It's like we're always on the road, performing duo. maybe. Right. Uh, but also eating humans. I suppose. Um. Yeah, so that's them, and they're German. No, Austrian. Ah, <laughs> Austrian. Yeah, uh, German language. Yes. So Germanic. Could you say Germanic? Um, I mean, they might be ethnically German. Hmm. What do you What do you reckon? Is this saying with a patois or not? What's their class status? <laughs> this is a patois. Um, <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah, they I- put more distortion on the vocals. They for sure um, do. And they slow it down, too. So they, they've slowed it down and, like, put some guitar in there. So, like, there's guitar parts in the verse and, like... Yeah. It really real... fo- like, it follows the chord progression, basically. But there's some mm-hmm. other sounds, too, like synthy chimes and, like, this kettle-type whistle sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, big focus on, like, big guitar notes. Just that... It's like a dramatic version. It's approaching that trailer style of music, but not kind of is if without the gunshots. Yeah, without exactly and the big heavy bass hits. Yeah, I do think the point is like they're going for the confidence, but in this really like slow, sludgy, uh, more rock oriented. Yeah, you play this at kind uh, of like a dirty nightclub with slow mo yeah. shots. Um, the interesting thing on this is the insistence on cutting the drums in and out. Okay. So they'll kind of like start up a bit and then stop. You you get these a lot of these moments. You're like, okay, we're gonna get the drums going, and then it's like, well, they're they're done now. You get them most consistently on the chorus. Okay. But a a lot of times, like, I'm trying to see if I can get you a good space here. Maybe I was wrong, and maybe there's just always drums. Maybe I have bad ears. No, they do cut out. Like, they they cut out the cut in, so they'll cut at like. So they start maybe at like 30 seconds, they go for 15 seconds, then they, they cut out, then they cut back. And like there are moments, especially like pre-chorus, so if you go to like the 50 second mark. Yeah, which I have to imagine is inspired by like the way the original does those cutouts. Right, um, okay. But maybe yeah. it's just a little more exaggerated and less frequent and less, there's less variance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so this one manages to be as long as the original, or yeah. just about. 
And the reason for that, or one reason for that, is they actually include the Queen Pen verse. Yeah. Which is, which they've done. They it seems to be just them doing it, but they pitch up the vocal. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And they yeah they uh, they say words they maybe should yeah. say. They uh, they do drop the N word. Yeah, that is not censored on this version. Not not so even flipped that's, uh, to like cover their tracks. Interesting decision. It's I want like I don't I don't want to excuse them because I don't think there is an excuse for it. But I guess maybe less culturally relevant in because Austria? they're they're German. They yeah. don't have the same. They don't maybe have a perspective on the the same. History yeah, in the but, same way. You know, I would think. And maybe I'm a liar, but if I was singing a song in a language I didn't know, I'd probably try and... Look it up. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Not um, a good move, I think. But another thing that's interesting that I forgot to bring up earlier, but is relevant yeah. now, um, we've talked about how infrequently like hip-hop songs, particularly songs that are rapped, are covered. Um, mm-hmm. And notably, we just talked about... Uh, Empire State of Mind, which um, the covers aren't of the original. They right. people generally don't cover the rap verses, the, except the for version. like a few cases. Yeah, the the Jay Z version with the rapping, um, and most of the covers of this don't do the parts that are more rapping, which is the intro, Dr. Dre, and then the mm-hmm. Queen Pen verse. Yeah. Uh, this one does have it, but most of them cut it out. So, I mean, that's just kind of another example of even when this song is covered, people are just covering the parts that are singing. Right. Even when hip hop does get covered, it actually yeah. gets <laughs> removed yeah. typically. <laughs> so, yeah. I just thought it was kind of interesting. That is interesting. And it's like the Dr. Dre verse you can kind of do. Except you're not collaborating with Black Streets. Like it's 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 tough because some of it is so context specific that it makes it almost impossible to cover. Yeah, yeah, and it feel weird to say mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Black Street, let's go do this song." And like, Black Street's not here. You're just talking to yourself. Like, what are you doing? You're just talking to yourself. An example where somebody, and this is a hip hop cover of a rock song, but uh, what the fuck is it? It's the one that Snoop Dogg does, a Doors song. Oh. We it's on the Need for Speed soundtrack. We talked soundtrack. about this. Um, the, it's Riders on the Storm, right? Riders on the Storm, yes, of course. And he's like, yo, uh, Jim, let's do this. Like, he talks to Jim Morrison and <laughs> yeah. has Jim Morrison clips. <laughs> <laughs> that one is, like, of course, against the grain, but yeah, maybe speaks to that the difficulty funny. of collaborating with somebody who is an unwilling collaborator. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. That's fun. That is terribly fun. This version, so yeah, this version kind of like, makes some bad moves and tries to go for like kind of a dirty grungy atmosphere that doesn't hit for me quite as well. I think. Yeah. This one is definitely iffy. This one's got some red flags. Yeah. We got one that's got red flags right off the bat though. And that's Bo Manga in 2015. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got your bag. I got your bag. I got your bag. I got your bag. Because he's from New Zealand. Yeah, and I fucking hate New Zealand. No. <laughs> um, he's a, yeah, he's a singer and beatboxer and the winner of the second season of New Zealand's X Factor. X Factor. And he did actually perform this song on there. 
Um, and this is this was released in 2015, so pretty much immediately after he did that. So this is basically his talent show version, and it opens with this. Yeah, but this is no, this isn't a live recording. No. I don't believe. Um, just based on listening to it. No, it's and based on watching clean. the live version. Mm. So the main, he does play sorry. to his strength. Sorry, we keep running over each I know, other we here. We keep talking at the same time. No, you go. You go. Um, he opens with what can only be called acapella, right? That, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, this version is listed as acapella somewhere. I swear. Yeah, but it's I'm not to where because I read it's... That. it's not really acapella because he's playing the guitar. Oh yeah, it was in the the YouTube video of the performance on X Factor. It calls it acapella, which is weird because he's playing the guitar. Right. But he's not playing the guitar that much. That's true. Uh, The main focus is he's beatboxing and singing at the same time. That's right. Uh, Which is impressive. That is, yeah, very impressive intro. At the same time. Um, And then he's kind of doing some guitar chords. It's not complex, but he's already, like, three things. I can barely do two things same time i know right and so he forget about it he shifts kind of from this this intro of acapella slash beatboxing to uh your kind of straight acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. singing with some like beatbox flares thrown in there so it was like at one point while he's playing guitar and singing and then what i do like about this one is we get a really nice funky bass that comes in Yes, I do like the bass on on the recorded the recorded version, and there's some uh, piano in there too a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do get that uh, turnover, and it's I mean it's it's how I was comparing the live versus the recorded versions, right. and they are different because like you can definitely tell when he's beatboxing and singing at the same time, you have to kind of fudge it a bit, right? Because you can't right. say all the words because you have mm-hmm. to beatbox, and your mouth as as like really can only do one thing at a time and mm-hmm. switch back and forth very quickly. Um, so, if, but if you listen to him sing, he's clearly just singing. And then mm. there's also, he's beatboxing, like he's making sounds he couldn't do at the same time. Right. Um, so like as a, as a live thing, it's very impressive to see it happen. And then not that it's not impressive recorded, but it's, it's definitely a different experience live versus recorded. It sounds very right. It sounds like it would be the weird. I should have watched the live video, but you're, what you're describing is what sounds like a cool live performance. And what laid down in the studio track here is kind of like taking our two least favorite covers, putting them together, and getting something actually okay out of it. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a it's a good sound, I think. Yeah, and I think like one of the elements of the song is sex, and I think a funk bass line is also sex. So like, yeah, the bass line connecting those dots works. But yeah, no yeah. guest verses. It's two and a half minutes long. We fucking rip through this. Yeah, it's quick. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, it's 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 neat. It's it's ultimately maybe even a good version of what you've called out um, the Broadway guy for Telly Telly Lung. Yeah, it's like a portfolio piece, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's like cool. You're like, oh, okay, right on. This is yeah. This thing. I mean, that's kind of the point of the like the talent show, right? You got to show yourself up. You got to market. Yeah, exactly. So this is really just him like marketing himself, and I think it's uh yeah. I would say, like if I saw him playing live somewhere for five dollar cover, I'd come in. Any more than that? Yeah, and then Greta would be like, oh yeah, I met that guy one time at a, <laughs> <laughs> at a bar a couple years back, and he beatboxed or whatever he beatboxed something yeah like he's a cool guy i'll be like oh that's weird (laughs) 
Oh, fantastic. Let's talk about Campsite Dream in 2016, Alex. Yeah, I think we've talked about Campsite Dream before, but I can't remember. The name looks familiar. I can't remember what for. They're a duo from Holland. Texel is the the name. I don't know if there's a a different hit on that X in in Hollish. (laughs) Holland. (laughs) Is it Dutch for Holland? Yeah, it's Dutch. It's Dutch, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, This one is, they describe themselves as Tropical Deep House. And that's pretty much the I mean, I definitely pick up on the trop. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as soon as that that, that like kind of warm synth comes in at the start, that boom. Yeah, synth that kind of sounds boom. like steel drums, but definitely a synth. Yeah, like it's oh, not yeah, really that, steel drums, but like it was at one point, you know. That's right. Yeah, that boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, and they've kind of got that that rhythm. And I wish I had another example. I feel like I've heard that rhythm before. That it's a classic. I think it, this yeah. one is truly like a staple of the genre. It yeah, hits it's on all be. of the the like cliches, dun, down dun, to that dun, like dun, chirping dun, vocals dun, that come in. Yeah, yeah. And I I said steel drums, but it's more of a woody sound. I think on that on that low synth. Yeah, kind but of. still in that line of like tropical percussion. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's like wood blocks or something like it's like you're playing on a tree or whatever. Like it's tropical. <laughs> yeah, <know>. exactly. <laughs> um, and then also uh, vocals. The vocals kind of Lord esque. I thought. Yeah. In that, I guess it's 2016, so I think that is the right, like exactly the right time frame. I think you're right. Um. And that's kind of the sound, right? Like they do that. There's a few like more dancey break sections, you know. That after the chorus, they'll do a little instrumental break with that right. high pitched thing. Is it a vocal track? Maybe. May it sounds like yeah, like you've warped vocals. Yeah, like you've taken just somebody singing, and then you just you don't, twist don't, it until don't, it's unrecognizable. You know, it's all that. It's. I would say fairly cliche as far as dance tracks go, but like For sure. it's, it's like effective stuff, but it doesn't I think really it is go out on any limbs and other I than the one it's using to play whatever wooden instrument is. <laughs> the limb of a tree it goes yeah. out on. Um, I do like one move in the chorus though, specifically, and okay. that's just her repeating back it up. I got to back it, back it up. That just adds a little, right and it there. is like a classic move, but that uh, is enough for me. It's a little like, un- yeah. unexpected. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're having a little fun in the chorus, and that is good to me. <laughs> Gotta chop it sometimes, right? Gotta chop it. Exactly. So yeah, I like the chorus on this, and I think for a dance track, that is kind of the money shot. I mean, for most songs, it's the money shot, but like yeah. in a dance track specifically. Yeah, especially a dance track. And then, you know, go into the dance break after that. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Get fired up, get ready to dance. Get ready to um, dance. And as, like most of the other versions, uh, ver- no skips... Uh, Dr. Dre's part doesn't do the fourth verse. Yeah. And then it actually kind of shoves the like break part, the bridge, whatever you would call mm-hmm. it. The hey oh hey oh hey oh hey oh uh, to the end. So that's kind of that's more right. the outro. Yeah. Now there is one small thing that's interesting for this being basically a dance cover is that she does flip the genders. Oh. He's got class and style. I didn't even notice. 
I just like I caught it. I was like, no, that doesn't make like that doesn't matter enough for them to do that. And then I go back, and yeah, sure enough, it's he's got class and style. So like a weird thing to zone in on for this style of music. I feel I feel like we could have, and given that you missed it completely, I barely caught it. Like it's like, yeah. who cares? But like, hey, it happens. Yeah, interesting. I mean, a lot of the times, like, he and she are very similar. Very similar. <laughs> like, orally. Yeah. So, uh, it's easy to hear one versus the other. For sure, yeah. I swear some people just... Well, no, no. That, that's, a, that's a hang-up I will not get into right now. Sure. Um, we'll sum this one up, though, by saying it is cliched, but maintenance me because I don't have too, too much exposure to the genre. It True. didn't hit me wrong i was yeah, like oh, trap yeah trap doesn't like bug me i'm like yeah these are all like i said it's still using effective tropes yeah it's just mostly tropes is like having like a like a cheap meal that like in the sun or something you know you're still just like wow this is a fucking great day still like, nice yeah still getting that vitamin d yeah exactly so it's still vitamin right. diggity Vitamin <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck yeah, let's talk about Leo now in Yeah, let's talk about Leo again. I like the way working. No dating. I got the bag I like the way working. No dating. I got the bag I like the way working. No dating. I got the bag I like the way working. Our favorite metal boy. Yeah. Um, and he loves to hug close to the originals in terms of what parts are in, because he, he does the Dre verse and he does the Queen Pen verse, I believe. Yeah, he does switch it up a bit in that, yes. like, he doesn't say Dre, he says, yo, Leo, drop the verse. That's right. And, like, kind of talk, but he does say, like, Black Street and stuff, so. Yes. Um... But and he does he generally does a good job of like setting up a good like groove in these with these like metal guitars. Yes. And this is no exception. For sure, yeah. It's I think like it's yeah, it's solid Leo work. He's typically pretty good. Mm-hmm. My one complaint is just how closely it hugs to the original. Like when we talked about him last week on Hollaback Girl, it was like wildly different. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Hollaback one. Uh, this one is like less interesting, but like it's yeah, solid work. It's generally. still yeah, it's a solid piece of work. Um, and yeah, like I said, good like gets a good, um, good groove on with that. Good groove on, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's great at digging into the choruses, right? We yes. get the more growly vocals. We get the louder guitar, like, and you know. Uh, in terms of enunciating, it does it sound like what is rapped lyrics does a good job of bringing that over into this metal context. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's a guitar. Actually, there is no fourth verse. There's a guitar solo. That's right. Did you say that already? I uh, did not. I said there was a Queen Pen verse, but it is actually okay. a guitar solo right. instead. Um, which, yeah, as we've discussed, probably a good move. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, that's that's it. That's what I got. Yeah, that's really this one. It's pretty pretty standard Leo fare, and it's if you like that, you'll like this. If you don't like it, you won't like this. He's not going to change your mind with this one. Yeah, I mean, unless you like the music video, maybe. Oh yeah, which I I briefly looked at. He's got puppets in it as well. Yeah, there's He's puppets. Got Leo in puppets. It. So as a reference to the original video, it's like mostly it's like performed a lot by puppets. There's a monkey puppet. 
or like an orangutan yeah. of some kind. Yeah, and, and then, then there like was a, a Leo puppet, a Leo puppet, and then also just Leo. And there's a frog. Right, because he's like Frog Studios or something. Is his oh yeah, Frog League Studios, Frog League Studios. That's what it is. Um, yeah, but that's our boy Leo. And uh, let's talk about our other regular recurring act, Jazzistics. Jazzy Sticks. Jazzy Sticks. I like the way you work it. No digging in. I gotta back it up. I like the way you work it. No digging in. I gotta back it up. I like the way you. It's gotta be like statistics, but jazz, right? <laughs> Oh, that, sorry, I saw another puppet in the video. It's like a... I can't tell what it is. Oh, fuck, Alex. It's, it's either some kind of bird or like a dinosaur. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Same thing. Uh, I'm distracted brother. by the Leo video. I, I gotta stop watching so we can talk about no Jazzy Sticks. Let's talk about Jazzy Sticks. Yeah. Two dudes who got together and then forced Karen Souza to sing jazz for them. Yeah, is Karen Souza always their singer? I know she works with I- them a lot. Don't but know. I don't think it says on this track featuring anything, but there's a female singer, so I, but I don't know who it is. Yeah, so these like uh, these guys are part of this sort of amalgus jazz slash like cafe reggae cover scene. There's yeah. all these like small names in it that all seem to have all seem to at least pass around Karen Sousa and like other <laughs> artists. It's like a weird net, right? It's like it's like. Um, like there's several like i guess production groups or or i guess like the band who mm-hmm. clearly do like the planning of like we're going to do this song and then there's a pool of like maybe a dozen singers and just like yeah. get, get one of them I get one of them yeah even uh like on the outside of this ring and maybe part of another ring is the the jack from patreon's group whose name of fuzzy fingers scary hands scary, scary pockets pockets that's what it is <laughs> Yeah, who does? There's a lot of crossover there too. Yeah, um, I guess. I mean, we've even kind of seen it with the. I guess this is related to that. Did you include the reggae stuff in your description? Yeah, I, yeah. I did. Because I yeah. think Karen Souza's got some experience in those, and I think I've seen a jazzistic song on one of the the cafe reggae things. It all yeah. seems to come together. It's very strange to me, but. It exists, and that's where these guys are from. We've talked about them before, um, and they really are hard up on jazz. This one opens up with some jazz snaps and some stand-up bass. Yeah, I think... Um, what's that, this one? I mean, the the their, like, rhythm, obviously, you have, like, your... <sighs> it seems like such a strange thing to say, and I'm like, I don't want to say it, but I'm like, yeah, the rhythm is analogous to the beat. I'm like, yeah, of course. But like, <laughs> what you would think of as like the beat in like a hip hop track or like a right uh, R and B track, like now it's you generally call it like the the rhythm, but it's also the beat. But anyway, um, but they've replaced that. They got like brushy drums and like these EP chords going on, and the snaps like you mentioned, and then of course, yeah, like a bass. Um, and there's a moment early on where there's a, like a really long pause, which kind That's of right. also references the, the cutting out of the original, but mm. in this one is just like sitting there for a really long time. That's right. Yeah. This is almost like new Jack swing also has elements of jazz in it. So this True. in some ways is like a deconstruction or like take it a step back. It's just like, well, taking we're going to jazz. Let's just take in the jazz and rework the other bits around that. 
and um i mean i guess the other thing similar to the original is they're setting up like this rhythm and then sticking with it mostly that's right until kind of later on where they pull the snaps out briefly and they come back and you mentioned mm-hmm. the drums dropping out of a different one and they come in yeah. pretty soon um i think it's similar to that um Although they, it's kind of weird because the part they switch it up for is actually one of the verses. Although I would expect it to be in the break, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Although they add more backup vocals in the break. which They makes do sense. add more backup vocals in the break and also a triangle? Probably. I didn't that notice. Ding! It's just like a little ring. But that seems to be like their transition for that. You get... Uh, it's it's lounge singer focused jazz, right? It's very uh, subdued. Yeah, a yeah it's very. I described it as subtle, but it's all the same. Yeah, same same thing. I think trying to emphasize again some of that sexual energy of the original, but in the the more jazzy context. That's my thoughts on it. That's a Big, good. That's yeah. good thoughts because I was like, yeah, smoothie jazzy, yeah, smoothie jazzy. <laughs> Um, around that 220 mark, there's a big pause moment. Is that the one? Uh, right? Kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier, think- where she she does a full-on no diggity there. No diggity. No, no doubt. doubt. Yeah, very, like, really emphasizes that line. Yeah, really chewing up the space it. there. No diggity. But, yeah, this one's actually not that bad. She ends on the line, I gotta bag it up, because she's gotta bag it up. She's gotta bag it up. Yeah, someone's got to do it, right? Somebody's got to listen. Somebody's got to bag it up. It might as well be jazzistics. We've got to bag up this episode. We do that by uh, giving our final verdicts. We've got three categories today, Alex. The worst version, the best version. And let's say for this third one, you're uh, maybe DJing at an event when suddenly you hear a voice from the back. He says, hey, Mr. DJ, play some of that rhythm and blues music. That's right. It's Van Morrison at your DJ show. What track are you going to put on that is going to most upset him? <laughs> upset Van Morrison? All right. Yeah, it, yeah. It's old Van Morrison, so he's, you know, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give him the business, so to speak. Alex, what's the worst version of this? What's the worst version of this? You know, I didn't have strong negative feelings about any of them. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's not true. It's Cannibal Coffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with that, I think. Yeah, they did a little too much, let's say. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think the core of it was, like, that bad. But I feel like they they went a little too far in places, shall we say. Yeah, and I think even uh, disregarding offenses of language, which I think should still be regarded, but, like, if we pretend that didn't happen, I don't even think the core concept of their version was that good. I think the Chet Faker version hits on a bit more of that, like, chiller, moodier vibe, and actually so does Jazistics. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you want that rougher energy, which they had a bit of, I think Leo does a better job of bringing that out of the song. So I think they were outclassed musically by every other version here. And also they'd said the N-word, yeah. bad job. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Super bad job. Yeah, Campbell Coffer, worst version. Alex, what is the best version? Best version. <sighs> I think the one... Which one did I like the most? I don't know. I liked a couple of them. I did. Um, I'm gonna give it to Jazzistics though. I liked their their slow jazzy take on it in this one. Yeah. Um, I can't I can't say much more than that. No, I think you you're fair. It's a solid take there. I think it works really well. Um, yeah, I like 
I liked a lot of versions on this one. I didn't love a lot of versions on this one. Um, and as much as I said, like, oh, it's not the best version, maybe I'll just chuck it to Chet Faker, because I think, like, right off the bat, just coming to this sort of different version with the big, like, rich piano, like, sonic space, like, that was cool. And I like songs with random noises in the back. Ah, so, that, hey, that concrete music. That, that music concrete. Love that shit. Alex, Mr. DJ, play some of that rhythm and blues music. music. What are you going to do to piss him off? Honestly, I really don't think he would have much time, and I have no idea, uh, for Campsite Dream. I don't think anything (laughs) that would be played that would be like club dance music. I don't know. I just can't see him getting down to it, shall we say. Um, Fair enough. Although we know how much he wants people to spend time together in public. That's true, so maybe he's pro-dance music. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) That was 100% the version I thought of, too. I was like, there's no way he's going to like this fake woodblock or steel drum noise. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe it's Chet Faker, because I'm pretty sure Chet's is, like, recorded in his home all alone. Oh, um, yeah. And he's doing all the tracks. He's locked up. I don't know if that's true, but it's what it sounds like. Locked up and locked down. He doesn't like that shit. As, as he says in his famous song, no more lockdowns? No more lies? Is that the full song? I don't know. That's the the upshot, regardless. Yeah, that's... Van Morrison, what happened to him? No, I'm going to make him listen to... Uh, no, yeah, it's got to be Campsite Dream. Campsite Dream, yeah. Fuck him. And I'll flip him off while I do it. Uh, that does it for our final verdicts. If you got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at some Alex Wise Guys. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. Always love to hear that. You can email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Hit us up there. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Tell your friends about us because we don't know your friends or we do it ourselves, so it's up to you. You got to let them know what we're up to here. That does it for today's episode, and as we always say... Wait, hang on, shit. I forgot to plug... I was going to do this at the start of the episode. Entrepreneur Summer, you know who's an entrepreneur? My partner, Credit James. She's still out there selling clothes on the street, not for much longer. The summer season is almost done, so get out there to the corner of Robson and Denman in Vancouver, Canada. And uh, be sure to follow her, too, on Instagram, Poppy Threads Pop-Up. Use, uh, use promotion code COVERME5 at the till to get a high five. Maybe I can't. I can't <laughs> guarantee say, anything. Cover me five to her and see if see if <laughs> see what happens. Anything happens. That does it for today's episode. As we always say on Cover Me, Cover Me Productions. We out. We out. We out. We out. <laughs>